Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Gateways to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the Connors to the main podcast, Roseanne. <laughs> Getting topical right off the bat on this one. You know, we we, 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 we had, took like that four-month break, and then right. we came back. I was like, oh, we're the Roseanne revival to the main podcast, Roseanne. Right. And then apparently we got canceled again, and now we're back. Yeah. So we're out, now we're the Connors. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Hopefully none of us said anything super racist on Twitter, though. No, no, I, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. I mean, I'd be really shocked if I did. So <laughs> there's that. Um, I would be yeah. shocked too. But yes, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I am, of course, your host, Aaron Han, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. It's really crazy. They made a, a full-length movie out of that uh, that uh, X Files episode. Yeah, you, you know? know, and and they made it before. The X Files episode even came out. Right, know? really, it's just crazy. a lot of foresight there. It's really crazy how well they knew what they were doing with this. And wow, you know what? You just you just gotta believe. You just gotta believe, Lucy. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do anything with anything, <laughs> but okay, I believe. I believe. Uh, this is- we're, we're a little out of practice on this. <laughs> this is probably going to be a terrible episode. The worst part we is... We are once again <laughs> looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. Mm-hmm. And in honor of the Halloween season starting and the upcoming Venom movie, we are looking at a different alien parasite, The Thing. Yeah. So now, Lacey, this this was a film, we talked about it on the podcast when we were covering our top ten films of all time. This yes. is like my number eight. I, I forgot about I, that. I, I wouldn't put it that highly still. <laughs> okay. But it's not that much lower for as much as my rankings mean anything, because my rankings are like in such constant flux. Right. That they're, that they're uh, meaningless and Right, but they give a good they give a good overview, you know. But I would put this in like my top twenty films of all time. Okay, so we've been in positions like this before. What did you think of the thing? <laughs> John Carpenter is an interesting entity to me. Really, really love Halloween. One of my favorite horror movies, I'd say. The more I think about it, the more I see it. I'm like, that's good. That's good. Um, But I hate Escape from New York. Like, with a passion. That movie is god-awful. Yeah. So... If if you hate it so much, why is your snake impression so good? (laughs) You know? I'm gonna go into... (laughs) We're going to go into New York and we're going to get the president out of there. Is that the plot of that movie? I can't remember. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Please yes, tell that's, me. That's what the it plot is? is. Okay. Because then I also mentioned how uh, the, the, you can't remake this film anymore because no one's going to want to rescue the president. <laughs> that's you know? where he belongs. <laughs> so uh, just, just leave him in the prison city. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, 
now we're talking about the thing, which yeah. I'm seeing now is actually his most watched film on Letterboxd, more than Halloween. Um, so going into this, I was like, either I'm really going to love it because I love Halloween or I like, oh, I'm going to be really excited for it, like Escape from New York. And I'm going to be like, oh, that's not very good. Uh, but I'm on the side of I loved it. This movie's awesome. <laughs> I was leaving you in suspense as long as you, possible. You were. Yeah. Uh, no, this movie's awesome. It's uh. It was like that blood test scene all over again. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I could trust you. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was waiting, but <laughs> glad glad to know you have not been taken over by the metaphorical mm-hmm. alien parasite that is hating the thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Man, it's been so long since we've done an episode of this that I forget how we normally do it. We do uh, non-spoilers first. You tell me like what you knew going in and what you thought of it. Oh, I knew how this movie ended going general in. General terms. That's the worst part, is I knew how this movie ended. <laughs> and I was just it like... a very famous ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like, ah, I wish I didn't know that going in. But even by the end, the, the, it... There was just such a, there's such an ambiguity to it that I loved. I was like, hmm, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Is we we'll talk, we'll talk about it in spoilers. But you got Snake in this movie reprising his role, you know? This, after you save the president, they're like, you're too loose cannon, Snake. We need to send do, you to do, Antarctica. Do you have a McCready impression? Is yeah, it, is it it's, it's just okay. Snake. <laughs> Okay, okay. It's literally just. <laughs> I didn't know if there was any like nuance that you were changing. But... Yeah, I'll change it a little bit. I'll like shiver a little bit while I do it. Go get the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think that's a perfect McCready. I don't know. I I, I think top, top notch. Um, but yeah, so I knew the ending going into this which I was really afraid would ruin it because it's just one of those movies where it's like, who done it? Who's the alien? What's gonna happen? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't really feel that because knowing the ending, knowing where it ends and learning how you get there and how it all happens that way, very different, especially with a movie like this. Such a big cast. Almost feels like a slasher at times. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, I guess makes sense coming from John Carpenter. So, And was one of the things used to dismiss it by critics early on. Is they were just like, it's just, it's just a terrible slasher film. Really? Yeah. It's a terrible... Pe- people said this is a terrible slasher film? <laughs> you, like, you are aware like, this was hated upon its initial release, right? No. I was oh, not. Yeah. yeah. This this was completely hated when it first came out, and wow. it, it like it like completely derailed Carpenter's career for a while because everyone hated this movie so much, and they and they, they like ganged together to just like trash this movie, you know? Why? I guess maybe we'll get to it more in spoilers, but I mean, there's various theories about people trying to wonder like why it didn't work at the time and why it. Uh, is so uh, acclaimed now. And then, then they point to things like it came out like right after E.T. gave like this, you know, family friendly, hopeful look at 
alien life. <laughs> and they also point to stuff like the political climate at the time. That people didn't want this like nihilistic anti-authoritarianism like piece. And and there's also stuff like the marketing and the expectations, stuff, all those kind of factors. But interesting, yeah, it, it is weird. I just I, w- I really want to talk about this movie spoiler wise because I feel like I have more to say there. But I'll just finish by saying, even if you know this movie, you know how this movie ends, still watch it. I think there's so much amazing in this. Um, like I I kept being drawn to like the lighting in this movie. Is really good. I don't know. I'm on like a weird lighting kick, Aaron. Stop me now. <laughs> I'm like Assassination Nation. The only thing I was drawn to really in that movie is how beautiful the lighting was. I'm about to watch Suspiria sometime this this month, and I'm gonna be just only be able to talk about the lighting. You can't talk about Suspiria at all without talking about the lighting, which is interesting. Like you, seeing... you have the lighting and the music as like your only options, right? It, it's interesting seeing the trailers for the new Suspiria and being like, this is this doesn't look anything like what the original looked like. No. Which is interesting. I don't know what they're going for there, considering Suspiria is really only known for its lighting from what I've heard. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, man. So... Uh, explain why I put it on the list. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how we do this show. <laughs> let's let's do it. I did I did a little bit. Like this is one of my top twenty films of all time, mm-hmm. and I just love it. I, I I we're gonna talk a lot about it in spoilers about like the specifics of what I love about it. But the, between the uh, the practical effects of the creature, obviously I I love it. I'm a sucker for like the old eighties practical effects it's and so much like scarier the prime example of that right am i wrong it's just because it, i guess we'll kind of talk about the very original the 50s original we'll probably talk a little bit about the 2011 remake probably, probably yeah. um yeah. but i'm just like maybe it's just because that's not that i grew up in the 80s but i grew up after the 80s where that was some of that was still left behind the practical effects so some of that still haunts me a little bit i suppose <laughs> but stuff like it reminded me a lot of like um, dude's face melting into the ark of the covenant you know <laughs> like that kind of like practical disgusting like bloody gross and it, it's great it's oh it's, it's fantastic so much better than cgi it is especially oh my god we'll talk about it we'll talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the between the practical effects and just it's stuff that we need to delve into spoilers for, but just the paranoia and the way that the, like the the whole thing like collapses, mm-hmm. you know, and then that ambiguous ending. I really just have to get into specific. Let's just do it. Let's just get into the spoilers. So, so we're just gonna say, if you have not seen this film, recommended by the both of us. If you have seen this film or just don't care, now we're gonna get into spoilers. Is there a place you want to start? I want to start at the beginning. A very good place to start. So I've heard. 
definitely reached the point where I'm just laughing because we're laughing so much, right? Like, right. That's where we're both at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even that funny. Okay. Very good. Um, so, oh my god, my stomach. So, I think that, I need, like, the reset. I need it, the reset button. Okay. So, I think the beginning is, like, really smart. The way, like, knowing what the premise of this movie was going in and seeing that guy in the helicopter shooting at the dog or whatever, I'm like, that dude's obviously the thing. And then that twist that the dog is the thing and it starts strangling the other dogs and consuming yeah. them. I'm like, what in the... Like, I, I didn't catch it. Like, I didn't even know what was happening. I thought it was just, like, you know horror movie trope dog can sense evil kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but then when it's like the dog is the evil i was like oh my god (laughs) um yeah Yeah, i I love that that slow burn kind of reveal yeah from the dog yeah and it is slow burn man i think that's really one of the reasons i probably love this so much is that it feels like I mean, it's not quite as slow burn as, like, an Oz Perkins film, but, like, it still has that, uh... <laughs> Well, of course not, because something actually happened. <laughs> hey, 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 back off! <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it, there's just, when that happens, man, and the dog's face, like, <laughs> like, does the, I don't even know what you'd call that, it cuts into quarters and then splits open around its always... skull... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Oh my god, it's disgusting and horrifying. This whole time I'm like, mm, I get what they're going for. The music's really good. I mean, I assume this was John Carpenter doing the score again. No, it was uh, a Neil Morricone. Wow. Yeah, Sounded... it was one of the few Carpenter films he did not score himself. It sounds very Carpenter still, though. So that's yes. interesting. It's, it still has those uh, synths. Yeah, synths. And the, the traditional carpenter the, the simplistic like the god i just watched it but i can't even i watched it like six hours ago now but it was like it starts with a dun 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 and then slowly gets built up more and more until it's just chaos i'm like oh the score was so good in this i was, I was a huge fan of that um and I'm like, I see what you're going for. I see what you're going for. It's very un- unsettling. But then when that happens, I'm like, Ugh. I felt like gross for the whole rest of that scene. There's like pus. It's like shooting pus at the dog and everything. I'm like, why yeah. is this happening? <laughs> this is so disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there was... Uh... We can get into this now, I guess. This was one of my prime films. I've talked about this this paper I wrote mm-hmm. multiple times on this podcast. This no, it's okay. I, like <laughs> talked about it. the distinction between horror and science fiction films, and how like the sphere about objection, you know, like the idea of the the inside coming out, mm-hmm. 
and uh, what separates horror and sci-fi is this, is this idea, this this fear we have of the breakdown of self. Like when you cut yourself <laughs> open, and you see the blood. You're like, that's not supposed to be outside of me. <laughs> Something is wrong. And that's yeah. This is this was one of my prime like examples for that paper. Yeah, because this film is. Just, <laughs> so intent on grossing you out yeah by putting all these organs and these weird fluids and these you know ripping like the heads off and making yeah. spider legs come out of them and you're just... oh yeah that was that that part wasn't even like i didn't feel the worst part is that i didn't feel grossed out at that i was just like oh weird <laughs> i was just like oh cool little spider crab little little spider crab head <laughs> but I, but I, and then I, I, to prove my point between science fiction and horror, I contrasted it with the the fifties version because the fifties version does not have that at all. Yeah, I mean. and it also the fifties version doesn't have the shape shifting aspect of it all at all. Really, so it's just it's just an alien that invades the uh, outpost, which is which is That's... not accurate to the original short story. Yeah, it's also kind of boring. <laughs> like I, 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 I like the original because it's trying to do a different thing. Because it's like from the Cold War era, so the the alien is representative of these like outside forces, where it's like, right. oh, it's the the Russian invasion symbolized in this uh, big monstrous creature that doesn't transform. Whereas this thing is very much about the monster the lives inside of us. All along. And coming from a from a different uh, political era and stuff, mm-hmm. like, there was a lot said about how uh, the, the 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 film evokes the AIDS epidemic of the eighties. You know, hmm. doing like the, the 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 blood test to figure out who has it or not and stuff like that. You know, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that blood test scene was. Uh... It's, it's intense. <laughs> it's something, man. Especially because, like, at the moment, I'm like, is he? Like, even as, like, the audience, I was like, I don't know. Maybe he is. He's like, I'm going to prove I'm gonna prove to you what I already know. And sticks it in the blood and nothing happens. And it's like, yeah. And then you're, like, kind of like, oh, this test doesn't work. Like, obviously, it's not working on any of them. That guy was probably infected. And then when it does work, I jumped. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's, there's two moments I really love with that scene. And the first one is when he tests the blood of the... of. I forget, I, I'm not going to be able to keep the character's name straight. No, but it was the guy shoots, in the bomber jacket. The guy he oh, shoots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And he tests the blood and finds out Yeah, he, he wasn't the thing. Yeah, but he was also going to kill moment. him. So, like, I well, didn't well, even like, feel bad. Yeah, I, just, I just love that moment of, like, making our... Our hero, we uh, we'll call McCready the hero of this film. Right. We, we we had him just be a murderer, like yeah, like they call it. He is a murderer at that point. But at the same time, he isn't <laughs> like that. He's a it, it he's a manslaughterer. But yeah, <laughs> like I do think they let him off the hook a little easy on that. They're like, yeah, well, he would have died anyways, so whatever. <laughs> like you know, and, uh, and then the. Uh, Second part of that scene I really like is, as you mentioned, when the the test finally uh, gets a reaction. Like, just such a perfectly executed moment where we're, we're so distracted by him, like, accusing the other guy of being the thing. And then it just 
comes out of nowhere. You know, I, it's such a well-crafted scene. <laughs> and uh, in that in that same scene where he gets up and he's like, flame him, and he picks, he like puts his head around him and picks him up <laughs> and like shakes him around. I'm like, this is horrifying. No, stop it. Why are you doing this? But it's like a puppet at the same time. Like, I don't know what they used to get that effect of looking like that guy was in his mouth. <laughs> but, like, it was good. It was really good. Just like animatronics and yeah. puppetry. Yeah. 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 And then Wilford Brimley. <laughs> He's in this movie. He is in this movie, yes. I love when they, like, go back. Like, obviously, you know, he's, like, infected or whatever. But uh, I love when I go back to see him, and he's like, I'm really quite fine now. I promise I won't hurt anyone. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're infected, you dummy. <laughs> like, and they, like, shut the door on him. They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> I love it. And then when they yeah. go, <laughs> they go down, and he's building a mini spaceship. <laughs> I'm like, he what? Was, he was like definitely the worst of like all the things. Yeah. Like, you know, if, you, if you think about the things like passing as the humans, and, yeah, like, progressing their uh, their motivation to assimil- assimilate uh, mm-hmm. all of the the people, he was definitely the worst at it. He was the most inept <laughs> of the things. Like I bet the other things like looked down at him, like, "What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing, man?" Well, he's the one who makes it the longest. To be fair, that is true. That is true. But he also was locked up, so, I mean, it's the other part yeah, it, of it. It, it, it's mainly just because he gets... It's a consolation for- prize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know, man. I... The, the reason I said lighting, I realized I never expanded on the lighting part of it, but when they go into the generator room... And they're carrying flares, and the flares with that warm light reflecting off of the snow. I was like, hmm, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> there was something about that I really liked. Especially because it was, like, icy, so you, it, like, looked moist and everything. I was just like, that was good. Going into the belly of the beast. I like it. I like the symbolism, John Carpenter. That was good. <laughs> um and then he's like, the generator is the generator's gone. Well, fix it. It's gone. <laughs> it's like, yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I, and then the ending, obviously. Very famous ending. Very famous ending, yeah. Uh, both of them are just like, could be you. Could be you. And then they just, they just resigned to that. Yeah. To that fate. They were they were gonna die either way. But the thing I don't get, <sighs> hmm, I don't want to like poke holes in the plot of this movie because it's so good. But also like, wasn't the point that it froze the first time, and if it froze again, they'd be able to it would be able to live again. So wouldn't they just burn it? Like I understand, don't kill someone if it's not the thing, but just. If you're both going to die out there anyway, just burn yourselves alive. <laughs> I, I think the idea is that the, what, what they say is that the, because the explosion has set like, the entire camp on fire, it, it's the, all the heat burn. is too intense for the creature to freeze again before okay. 
they both, you know, die. Interesting. All right. So, yeah, you, I mean, you can you can argue with the... No, uh, I mean, it's good, but I'm still, like, I'm just putting myself in this situation, and, if, like, obviously I know I'm not infected, but I don't know that guy isn't, and I don't want to make him feel singled out. So I'm like, look, we're both going to die out here anyway. Let's just burn ourselves alive to make sure it doesn't escape. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean, but I think the uh, I think this is an ending that works best on like a thematic. Level. Right? No, absolutely, you know, that's the way to look at <laughs> absolutely, it. absolutely. Like, there's there's so many there's there's so many like fan theories out there about like oh who's the thing at the end? Oh, there's 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 I've read so many things about like oh you can look at it that he was the thing or you can look at it that he was the thing. There's this evidence and this evidence uh, and this evidence, and you know how I feel about fan theories in general. Yeah, <laughs> you love them. Like, They're your favorite. I, it's like sure, fine. You can you can argue that point. You can you can make a compelling case for this. You can make a compelling case for this. But at the end of the day, the 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 whole point of the ending is that ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Like. We're not supposed to get an answer, and that's why the movie is great. Now, that being said, who do you think's the thing? <laughs> you can't just bring up that question and not answer it. I can't because... No, no. That's, that's the the, mo- no, the no, movie no, can. No, I will we can. No, I refuse to, to even, even consider that debate. It does not matter. The whole point of the ending is that the answer is irrelevant. Are you ready for my answer? Go for it. I don't think either of them are. Well, yeah, sure, you can say that, and then and then when you, if you if you interpret it that way, then you have to consider the implications of mm-hmm. this this uh, this uh, distrust, this uh, yeah. paranoia, completely tearing these people apart to the point where you have two people who are the quotation marks good people mm-hmm. and they're they they they're, they're, they can't survive because they have this this paranoia is too intense and everything you want to hear an even scarier ending what's the scarier ending they both are but they're both too shy to say that they are and they don't want to be like because if they say it and they're like kurt russell isn't they're like then i'm dead but they're like are you you no no me are you no mm-mm. nope i'm good <laughs> you know well no and then you then you start to have sympathy for the thing because yeah like, oh, he's just he, 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 it, it's just shy it's it's you know no that's poor, poor, <laughs> poor little alien <laughs> now that's the other thing i want to say i don't think the thing's like a bad thing <laughs> like yeah it does bad things but it felt more like like a parasite, you know, it just wants to survive more yeah, than yeah. anything. It's it's definitely just the case of it's this this organism that's just surviving and it doesn't have any concern mm-hmm. for morality. But there's just like this this hard existential uh, idea that like someone could come and take over your body oh, and yeah. take over your memories and perfectly imitate your behavior, know all your thoughts, how you would respond and all that. And yet, be like this emotionless, 
survival instinct animal, you know, like how can, how can you be yourself and yet also be this creature that does not care, you know? Well, it's the theory about uh, teleportation where it kills you and perfectly rebuilds you at the other place. Well, right, right. You're, you're perfectly. But what does but it you'd mean never to be perfectly know. rebuilt if if those thoughts, if all our our human conceptions of morality mm-hmm. are just immediately dismissed? No, you know, yeah, like this, I know. This thing <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Will take over a human and be like, and maybe this human has spent his entire life on moral philosophy, wondering what it's like to be a good person, and this thing just comes along and it's like, none of that matters. I'm just going to use you to uh, further my quest for uh, survival. Right. And, like, I get that, but I also just really like bringing up that theory about teleportation (laughs) because it messes me up so much. Well, right. This this messes me up, too, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm not saying... Like, the thing isn't evil because it's, like, inherently evil, like it's bent on world domination. (laughs) Right. evil because it presents us with this terrifying existential problem you know right right that that loss of self this this loss of self on not just a physical level but like this this mental level and this social level so am i right in believing that the 2011 film is like an evil dead remake type thing the the 2011 film is a prequel while also like being very similar in terms of like the action and the plot and stuff it's a so it, it, it deals with what happened at the uh, norwegian base so it starts with like the the discovery of the spaceship and the ice by the norwegian crew and ends with the one the, the the surviving member taking off in the helicopter after the dog that's what it covers and and within that they have the same kind of thing like oh here's this group of of different researchers uh they discover what the thing is doing and they uh the paranoia tears them apart and stuff they try to do tests like they they switch up th- some things like they have a different test to see who is the thing in it and stuff like that are you telling it's, me Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Joel Edgerton and Adewale Akinoye Agbaji are playing Norwegians? No, 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 no. They make a they make a thing where it's like it's an international crew at the Norwegian outpost. And it just so happens that the only survivor of this international crew is a Norwegian that can't speak English. So they can still connect it to the beginning of this movie. I hate it. I hate that. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not a very good movie. Both it's, because it's like seems totally unneeded. Yeah, because it's it's not. It does. It lacks the surprise that's so great in this version because it's basically just like, hey, remember that that corpse with the two heads they find at the beginning of the thing well now we're gonna show you exactly when that happened and it's like okay the whole the whole the whole impact of finding that corpse is what happened is not knowing what happened to cause it Mm -hmm. so giving us an explanation is not very exciting and also of course the the fact that they they originally filmed it with practical effects 
And then the studio came in and they're like, no, you got to do CGI. So they, they painted over uh, in, in, in post-production. They painted over all the practical effects they had done with this terrible CGI that does not hold up at all. I don't even think it was good at the time of the original release. That hurt me inside to hear all of it. I, I Absolutely all of it. I don't recommend you watch the 2011 one. I, I will I now. I recommend <laughs> the 50s one still because it's very different. It's trying to do very different things. But the 2011 film, no, it's not good. So you said we might talk a little bit more about it in spoilers, but why Why do you think this failed? Why do you... Like, I don't know if it failed box office-wise. It probably did, but did it fail... Why did it fail critically? You said you had some more theories. I mean, kind of like I, I, I laid out some of the major points that are addressed. I, I, I think there's just, I, I just, just wanting to tackle the, the, the nihilism of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's just something about this, this. There's, 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 this, this film is like oozing with toxic masculinity, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, all, uh, it, it's an entirely male cast that's so like emotionally stunted and emotionally cut off that they quickly descend into this intense paranoia, you know? And I think, I think there's just something to being confronted with that toxic masculinity like trying to address it that gets like a reactionary response mm-hmm. you know especially if you think about like the the political culture in the 1980s and like how it is kind of like a precursor to the culture we're living in now where you see kind of like the reactionary response to stuff you know oh yeah like like i i i I don't know if you saw about that academic paper that was just put out about how about yeah. the response to the Last Jedi. No, so I, I just I just read that it was talking about like the the online backlash to the Last Jedi and all that. But just you'll have to send me a link to that because you know I I'm such a sucker for Last Jedi hot takes. <laughs> I read them but, all, good and bad. I don't I don't know I I think there's just something about that kind of being confronted with this this idea that people don't want to people don't want to address it people don't want don't, don't want to address these kind of problems they they wanted like like the the studio executives and uh, at the time said you know they wanted something more like et they wanted the family friendly you know just like even et has a bit of like that anti-authority thing because they have yeah. to you know save the alien from the uh, government but right I, man, yeah, that honestly shocks me to hear that people didn't like it back in the day. Like, I don't know, because it just feels, watching this, it felt influential, I suppose. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'm like, just, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to decide, because like, there's there's this feeling of it being influential while at the same time we don't do anything like this anymore. <laughs> it's like there's influence in I think the way it's shot 
and in the way its whole paranoia-based thriller aspect of it that I think we still get, but I mean, we don't get anything like the crawling head. We don't get anything like that anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, the 1980s were a weird time, man, for horror. They they were, but they also were, were great. Yeah, I mean, I'd take it over with most of what we get now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like, like, horror nowadays... It's 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 too it's too much demonic possession for me, you know. Like mm-hmm. after a while, it grows old, you know. Mm-hmm. Give give me give me spider heads again. Give I want, me I want spider, spider heads. heads. I don't want another, you know, like person like hovers over their bed and like their head twists around like Exorcist ripoff. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I want spider heads, you know. But to be fair, that was a '70s thing. That was like a '60s and '70s thing. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. 80s and 90s were the slashers and the gore, and now we're back to That's possession. That's what I want back, is what I'm saying. I well, it, it comes in cycles. You have I two more years. <laughs> you have two more years. <laughs> and then we're back. Honestly, I think Halloween might bring it back. I, it, I, I might be, so. it might be the, the catalyst for change in the market. I, I have theorized before that I think... Warner Brothers is going to try to take another crack at uh, Nightmare on Elm Street once the It once It Part Two comes out. You know, they're going to be that. looking for something to fill that void, and Nightmare well, on Elm Street can do even something it. very, very similar. You know what? what? I might be wrong. Even It is is something so unlike what horror is now, and I think that's why that's I love it so why much. Why I loved it so much yeah. is it, it's very much like that throwback to the Nightmare on Elm Street style of yeah. just like. Here's a bunch of like completely out there uh, practical effects and sets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Assassination Nation again, <laughs> the movie I can't stop talking about, even though I don't like it. Uh, the guy who plays Pennywise is in that, and I couldn't put my finger on it because I was like, "Who is that?" And then later I looked up the cast. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> spooky." <laughs> Um, he play like I don't think that guy can play anything but scary. Cause like even in this movie, you like he has like this moment where you're like, oh, he's probably a good guy, and then he's like, oh, I'm Pennywise, <laughs> and you're like, oh God no! <laughs> um, man, I loved this movie, Aaron. I wish I had more to say. I should have took notes like I did with Fistful of Dollars, but. Honestly, that's, no, that's, that's okay. I I I enjoy just kind of fistful of dollars. It's, it's too much structure, man. We can't we can't have that. I know. On this podcast, well, and fistful know? of dollars is a movie where I feel like I'm okay to look away for a couple seconds to write a quick note and then look back. But in this movie, I'm just like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? You know? Yeah. Yep. Oh no! How can I not mention this? This part really messed me up when the guy's on the table and he's doing the defibrillator and he does it twice and then it goes and it jumps his arms off. I was like, oh my god! And I'm so excited. Halloween and October are upon us. Indeed. indeed. It's so exciting. You got got a pretty nice uh, schedule lined up. Yeah, thank you. A couple, couple films that I haven't seen, which is the case like every year. Don't watch them. Don't watch them. Because if they're good, we need them for next season. 
but I got you. I got you. I swear to God, Aaron. Now that you're so close to coming here, if you watch, if you watch Inside Lou and Davis before you're with me, and we can watch it together, I will be very upset. You know, now I kind of want to do it. No. Yes. <laughs> Don't do it. I won't even be mad. I'll just be like, oh. But I have the Criterion Collection. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I was. I was going to watch it this year. I made at the start of the year. I made a list of uh, one film from every year since 1918 to like 1918 to 2018. One film from every year that I wanted to watch. Oh, okay. And, Summer camp happened, so I only got yeah, like a certain voice really of this list. Yeah, I'll try again next year, but... Yeah, well, you can at least do one of those when you're in the comfort of our living room. <laughs> we can, uh, but yeah, I guess I, wa- I do want to actually talk about this list because I didn't on the main podcast. I think we're kind of done with it. Or, not it. The thing. These nondescript horror titles. <laughs> so we need to rank. I kind of forgot about ranking at the end, so I did not do that yet. If you want to talk about yours first All right. while I do it. So my in my ranking, The Thing is number eight okay probably won't be that high for me i'm sorry (laughs) that's that's okay it's behind scream ahead of pan's labyrinth (sighs) all right let's see (laughs) you we're doing this real time guys um well it's way higher than any of those when's the last time you looked at this ranking list so long ago since the last time we did an episode (laughs) i need to run through it again and probably like move some stuff around things are gonna move around yeah um see i like a nightmare on elm street better and that's probably the closest comparison yeah um so i'm gonna put it number 20 um behind brick and right in, ahead of the end of the tour. Actually, I'm going to put the end of the tour right behind Evil Dead. Um, so, Brick, The Thing, Evil Dead. Like, I love Evil Dead, but I'm never going to be able to get over the tree scene. <laughs> I'll never be able to unknow and unsee what, what those What a things. great uh, segue <laughs> to say we're going to be talking about Evil Dead 2 next week. Yes, we so. will. Yes, we will. Um, I don't think there's anything on par with the tree scene. Thank God. No, uh, Evil Dead 2. I don't remember it as closely. Thank God. It's actually my least favorite of the Evil Dead trilogy. Really? A lot of people consider it the best. Yeah, that's but the, it's my least the only thing I've so ever we'll, heard. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this next week, of course. Wow. But, Aaron coming with the hot takes. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm known for. On I guess. Um, the hot takes. Is it? <laughs> Aaron Hot Take on? The, the, the hating the fan theories. Yeah. What is, what is your favorite fan, fan theory regarding um, Force Awakens? <laughs> is it the Mace uh, Windu one? It <laughs> was, was it the Mace Windu one? Was that one your favorite? What Mace Windu is Snoke? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was a good one, you guys. You know? Toad... <laughs> That, that, that was a great one. Did yeah. you see the fan theory about uh, Avengers 4 where Natalie Portman's character is going to be the key to everything? I was going to be like, Natalie Portman's in Avengers 4? And I didn't even remember that Natalie Portman <laughs> is a character in the Marvel Universe already. 
So that basically explains that fan theory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marvel has forgotten about her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Su- such a waste. Yeah. Natalie Portman, such a great actress. Damn. How do we end this show? <laughs> we end this show oh, by saying that's what right. we're going to cover next week. One second. I, I, did, I wanted to read my list since I didn't do it on yeah, the name. I was, was going to say you, you were trying to bring up this list for something. <laughs> because then I got distracted by ranking. and I just want to say it on here uh, just because this is, you know, more on the main, top, main show. We talk about larger topics. Obviously, I'm going to talk about all these on the main show. But, you know, we're in a spooky mood here on this show. What would you say? This is my that's, spooky that, hands. That's dead, yeah. They they can't see your spooky hands. Aaron could though, and he didn't how, even how appreciate many times them. You have to be over this on he the didn't. Podcast. He didn't they even appreciate them. It's really just really just rude. Um, <laughs> so the thing, obviously, Friday the Thirteenth, which I've never seen, um, but it was one of those movies I Wikipedia'd because I was too afraid to watch it as a kid. <laughs> That was me with the entire Saw franchise. There we go. They Same. made more sense reading the Wikipedia pages I, than watching the movies. I've seen three of them. I don't, or four of them now. I don't doubt it. Uh, Insidious, because I've never seen it, and it's one of those pop culture phenomenons in horror that yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I need to know. Last Broadcast, which actually I had recommended... Not, like, to me specifically. They were talking about it on uh, the CinemaSins podcast. And I was like, I'm interested. I want to hear, I want to see what that's all about. Is Blair Witch before Blair Witch, basically. Um, House with a clock on its walls, just because I want to win the 2018 competition. <laughs> and it's in theaters. So that one's, like, really close at the beginning, because I don't know how long that's going to stay in theaters. Um, it's not doing bad. It's not, it's doing Okay. Bad. Well, we'll see. We'll see when Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween comes in and destroys everything around it. It's just the same movie again. (laughs) Uh, Predator, which I've never seen. I'm interested. I'd like to watch the new one for uh, 2018 competition. Would you you like to watch it, though? Let's see, Aaron. I'm running out of movies that are at least somewhat... I don't even want to say enjoyable. This is why I always win the competition, is you have too high of a standard, you know? Yeah. You you want to watch movies that you're actually going to enjoy, where I'm like, oh, look, Hurricane Heist. The hurricane is alive. (laughs) I'll take it. Is that the new meme now, Aaron? Also, this is the first episode we're releasing from our, after our hiatus, so... They don't get the hurricane heist thing. I mean, there's no further <laughs> context. The hurricane in the hurricane heist is alive. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Uh, Jennifer's Body, which I really want to watch because uh, it was written by Diablo Cody. And really like her. I I enjoy that movie. I, it has some structural problems, but... Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of really great elements to it. Mm. The we'll movie, it. We'll the movie it. Aaron described to me in depth, uh, ABCs of Death. <laughs> I can't wait over that one. I, I like knowing what I know about some of these short films. I don't want to watch this. 
But you're going to. Veronica, gotta get those 2018 points. Goosebumps 2 on Halloween, gotta get those 2018 points. I, uh, I'm, like, still a little upset that it's not the original cast. Jack Black is in it, though. That's good. But still. At least briefly. Bothers me that it's not. Because Dylan Minnette, it couldn't do the same plot again. They could, you know, you, you have you have to do one or the other. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess you can have the same cast or you can have the same plot. I guess, and the same plot is cheaper. Honestly, I'd just be down with them making a haunted mask movie. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed. I, I feel like if this franchise is going to go on to a third film, that they're going to take a more episodic route. I hope so. Just do like one kind of story. I hope so. Nosferatu. Gotta get that classic recommended by Aaron. Uh, Sinister, which also was like a phenomenon when it came out. Although I don't know that I've ever heard anyone talking about it since it came out. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. But anyway, it's Scott Derrickson. I want to see what he did before ye old Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Scream 2, which we'll discuss on the podcast. Indeed. Uh, Session 9, which is a movie I literally know nothing about. I looked up underseen horror films that are great, and this one was at the top of like three lists, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll give it a shot, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, Wicker Man, uh, not the Nicolas Cage one, recommended by Aaron again. (laughs) Uh, Deathgasm, which is a movie I've heard a lot about, uh, but really still don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Every time uh, yeah, I, I have not seen this movie, I don't know what it's about. Every time I hear anyone talk about it, they're always like, it's crazy, man. And that's it. That's the extent of what they say. So, uh, Halloween uh, reboot. Um, Aaron, not I'm, reboot. Well, sequel, sorry. It's like, what are they doing? What, like, are there any plans after this? Because I can't tell what they're doing That's here. one of the things I'm most curious about with this new installment is... They're definitely going to leave room for sequels. There's mm-hmm. no way they're going to w- put this much effort into revise- reviving the brand and not leave room for at least one sequel. But you know what that means. It means time, Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis dies and he doesn't. Yeah. How I messed mean, up would that this, be? We've been in this situation before when they did uh, Halloween 20 years later back in 1998. You know, where we had Jamie Lee Curtis come back, and then they had they had a good ending, and then they immediately made a sequel that retroactively ruined that ending, and then gave us Kung Fu Buster Rhymes. So, oh, see, I was always under the impression does not repeat. I was always under the impression that Kung Fu Buster Rhymes was an H two O. No, no, he's he's in Resurrection. Okay, all right. Uh, gotta get some local representation in there. A Haunting on Dice Road 2, Town of the Dead. <laughs> Love the original Haunting on Dice Road. It is the wackiest of the Prozac. <laughs> is that the one? No, I watched Haunting in Saginaw. You watched the first no, one. That's what we started with. Yeah, yeah, you watched the first one where they decided they weren't going to just boldface lie to everyone. <laughs> And now uh, in Town of... Was that one not the boldface lie? Like, no. <laughs> that was the one... <laughs> Where it's like, oh, this scary voice we picked up on the voice recorder. Aaron, you you just refuse to watch anymore, but they get so much... We found so this much... pair of dirty uh, 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 weed cutters out in the lawn. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
Dude, they get so much crazier. Like in the haunting on the Temple Theater, stuff goes like flying across the room. And on Dice Road, they have like interviews with the family who used to live in the house, and they drag this poor woman's name through the mud who used to live across the road from them. <laughs> like she was a witch, no doubt about it, and she ruined our lives. And then at the end, they find a witching jar under the house, and they're like, "It's true, she was a witch." And it's like, "You put that there, Prozac." You maniac! <laughs> it's so fun. But I'm excited to see what they do on the same road. Just a couple... couple. Ro- I, I actually... The other day, I was telling people at work... I know this is going way long for a thing about the thing. But if you don't care about this podcast, you've stopped listening at this point. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was telling some co-workers about these do- documentaries, in quotes... Um, and I was like, yeah, there's one haunting on Dice Road. And the one guy's like, where on Dice Road? And I'm like, uh, so we like look it up. He's like, oh, that looks a lot like my house, but that is not my house. And I'm like, okay, good. But he then he lives on Dice Road? He, like right off of Dice Road. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like really close to like five minutes away. It was so funny. But like in that moment. Because I'm not, I'm, like, horrible with, like, road names, but, like, I'm, like, really good with directions. So if I've been somewhere once, I can always, like, find my way back. Not a lot of people know I'm pretty cool like that. Um, But anyway, um, we were, like, looking at this house that the the thing was about, and uh, it... I had realized that I'd seen this house several times before. Like, I've driven past it, like, quite a few times, and I'm like... Yeah, no, that doesn't look haunted at all. They, like, shoot it so weird in the documentary, so it's, like, all decrepit, but there's just, like, a camper in front of it, and, like, and, uh, okay. But, yeah, anyway. And I know exactly this general store. Story time. I was dating a girl, and uh, one of her friends, family friends, like, reopened this, like, general store, and they were, she was telling me about all of the ghosts that are in there, uh, even at that time, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound real, but it's the general store in a Haunting on Dice Road too. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this. Uh, anyway, talked way too long about that. The Ritual, gotta get those 2018 points. Rocky Horror Picture Show, which will also be covering on the uh, yeah. God have that mer- will be an interesting episode. I'm God, calling it. I I'm guaranteeing I'll probably have already been to a live show by that point. So, God have mercy on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, bedeviled. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Um, it's so late in the in the month too. I just I what I do is I fill in the ones we're talking about on the podcast, and then I like just start putting one in between that week, one in between that week, one in between that week, and depending on where it was in my original list, they end up at weird points. So the devil's like so close to Halloween. Yeah, Mama, want to see it? Beetlejuice. Never seen Beetlejuice before in my life. It's a good one. It's a good one. As above, so below. Because I'm a sucker for found footage. Honestly, think I it's. I just watched that one. I honestly think it's the scariest of horror genres. <laughs> like in the moment, I'm, I'm, dude, I am terrified whenever I watch a found footage movie. 
and I, I think it's just the way the camera moves, it scares me. It's, like, horrifying. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, Suspiria, Drag Me to Hell, which is just a Sam Raimi movie, and I'm like, I'm interested. I need, I need to watch that. I bought the, uh, the DVD. I haven't gotten to it yet. There we go. Trick or Treat, which we'll talk about on Halloween Day. Uh, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Yes. <laughs> uh, Carrie, the original. And then uh, Old School Frankenstein. I wonder if... Uh, Solid choice for you. Yeah, I'm like, what else could it be? It was either going to be that or um, Friday the 13th. But I'm like, no. <laughs> I've heard Friday the 13th isn't very good, so I don't want to go out on that. It's, yeah, it's, if you're into slashers, it's, it's a good time, but even then it's, it's eclipsed by the, uh, later films in the franchise when you get into the more traditional Jason elements. Right. I mean, that's, like I said, I already know everything that happens in, uh, <laughs> in Friday the 13th, but that's that list. Sorry. That went way longer than I expected or ever anticipated. That, that's so. fine. That's fine. Oh, also, uh, if, you should if, plug... If long-term listeners, they, they're used to us rambling about yeah. things not related to the film at all. <laughs> now, Aaron, something yeah. I need to read that's on your blog that maybe you want to plug. I was going to get to it when we did the plugs. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know where we were. I didn't know where we were. Okay. We, I, I think we're at the plugs now. You tell me. <laughs> Dude, you, you're, you, you're the host, man. You do this. Uh, yeah, I, I should probably, uh, you know, start using more uh, host authority and just, just cut you <laughs> off, right? Host authority. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to start calling it that, too. <laughs> you start to trash talk Mike and Dave need wedding dates, I'm calling host authority. Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can follow him for uh, updates on those 31 days of Halloween movies. Yes, and on Instagram. Uh, and on Instagram. <laughs> because my Lace. Instagram is two pictures of me, uh, pictures of Taylor Swift. I went to a concert, not like I was just, never mind. Pick Taylor Swift concert, and then just horror movie posters. <laughs> so if you're into that, you can follow that journey. Yes, yes. And you can find him at jakelace on tumblr.com. I haven't written anything on there in a long time. Sorry, guys. If you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. dbex with two S's. And if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at littleflamedude on Twitter. You can find me at this clever blog name is already taken, .tumblr.com. And it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is. So I am back at it. The Night X Came Home, Volume 3, running mm. through this October. Not sure how many installments there's going to be yet. Still, still in flux. It's going to be less than last year, for sure. I but, think uh, <laughs> every year now is just you realizing how insane it was that you did one every I, day last two years like ago. Like, if I, if I still had the time... Uh-huh, I yeah. I would do 31 films again. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but, but I have this little thing called responsibility. Yes. Now, so... 
Whereas two years ago, I had this little thing called responsibility. I just ignored it. Right. But but now, <laughs> dude, that's no, my that's favorite my thing to do. With I responsibility. Can't ignore it. So. <laughs> yeah, isn't it fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real fun. But uh, I still have the responsibility of putting out hosting more oh. blog posts <laughs> about these terrible horror films. Mm. First one is up already. Covered Silent Night, I Deadly need to read Night, it. Part Five: The Toy Maker. Need to read it so bad. You you do need to read it. It's it's a, a very interesting film. It's a worthy way to kickstart this list. All right, it's so, exciting. There'll be more of those out throughout the month. Again, not sure how many, but at least like seventeen one a week. Uh, at least 30. At least 30. You know, much, but, you know, oh. down 30. Oh my god. All right. Anyway, it's All right. long past this time is... for us to say. It's been an hour. Don't think it. Don't say it. Bye bye, man. Do you think that the bye bye man, because he can make like manipulate your mind, do you think he'd also like get along with the alien? from it nope not from it from uh <laughs> from what the hell is the name of this movie the thing <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> we're ending it bye <laughs> <laughs>